So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Good morning and welcome to Nothing But The Truth on WMTR Radio. I'm your host, Dave Bruno, solo again. Bob's traveling. Bob sends his best and he'll be back soon. Another great guest, a local, Jeff Jones, one of my favorites here. He has been a realtor since 1983, is the broker owner of Amerisource Realty Network, LLC in Parsippany, right where we are. He's in commercial real estate. It's a commercial real estate firm specializing in office, retail, industrial land sales, and leasing. On the state level, Jeff has served as the New Jersey Realtors 2021 president, the 2020 president-elect, the 2019 first vice president, the 2017 treasurer, the 2015 association operations division manager, it goes on and on. I could be here forever, Jeff. Uh, you've oh, served. I love, I love it. I love it. Served on the New Jersey Realtors Board of Directors, the Executive Committee, and has chaired and served on numerous committees. On a national level, Jeff has also served on the Commercial Committee, Legislative Committee, Regulatory Committee, and a special presidential PAG on commercial real estate in 2018. In addition to his association work, Jones has authored a commercial course uh, in in the continuing educational classes and is a great father and family man. And Jeff, it is such a pleasure. I mean, we've had so many conversations off air um, many times, and it's just such an easy conversation with you. And I thought you know, this was going to be an excellent opportunity to shed a lot of your experience and leadership in commercial real estate with the tri-state area. So thank you for coming on Nothing But The Truth. It's my pleasure and thank you for having me. Excellent. Let's get, let's get down to the foundations here. I mean, can you just briefly tell me what's the difference between an agent and a broker? Sure, that's, that's good. Um, Real estate agents, um, I'm, I'm a commercial real estate agent and a commercial real estate broker. The brokers are responsible for um, their group of agents. Agents uh, can practice real estate, but they work under the direct supervision and tutelage of a broker. The broker is responsible for their ethics, their activities, and their financial. They, we have, we're fiduciaries. We're responsible for client funds, and we're responsible for the smooth activity. Uh, in 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 my in my field, it's commercial real estate. How my firm is run, and I'm responsible for the agent behavior uh, and 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 professionalism. So yeah, brokers those... are are pivotal to the whole process. Yeah, understood. And those those licenses, those are. Uh, you can get them with the state if anybody is interested in being either an agent or a broker. Jeff, why? Why commercial real estate? I know there's a lot of real estate out there. You got the residential and the commercial. Why did you choose to focus on commercial when you got into the industry? Well, David, I was a teacher at the time. Um, taught school for several years. And um, I got a summer job um, with my uh, my wife's uh that and i went to work part-time in a commercial real estate firm uh and i started working on a property that that he owned and and unfortunately 
for the teaching profession, I made more money in three months than I did in three years of teaching. Mm. And after a, a summer of working in, in commercial, um, my then father-in-law said to me, you know, Jeff, if you'd like to continue, we'd love to have you on and, 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 and work for us. And I hesitated for about a tenth of a second. I worked and I, I, I resigned my position of teaching, which I love teaching. That's why I still am an instructor today. Um, I was a, a, a teacher. I also was a drill sergeant in the United States Army as, as, as an instructor. Um, so we did that. And uh, um, so I've always had teaching in my background. Today, as the broker of Amerisource, my prime and paramount responsibility is to teach and make sure that my agents are conducting themselves in a professional, ethically uh, sound manner. And that's what we emphasize. And uh, so uh, being a broker is challenging. It is rewarding. And it is a massive responsibility because you're not responsible for just one. You're responsible for many. Oh, and I learned something new. I did not know you were a veteran of the Army. Thank you for your service. How long did you serve? I served for eight years. I joined uh, the service after college, which is kind of unusual. Uh, I, and as a young man, I was in very, very good shape. And I needed to pay back my massive student loans, which at the time were $6,200. But when you're making $9,000 as a teacher, uh, $6,000 seems like a million. So I joined the, the army uh, to pay back my student loans, which by the way, they did. And once I got in, I really enjoyed uh, the army and worked my way up to what they call an E6, which is a staff sergeant. I became a drill sergeant and then I became a, a director of drill sergeant school and, did, and, and instructed drill sergeants in their preparation. And uh, that's when I, uh, my wife and I had our first child and she said, you know, you're done with that. Let's, uh, let's go back and be a father full time. And I gladly did that. I enjoyed my time in the army. I learned a tremendous amount about human behavior and, 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 uh, and, and basically character. And mm. I think both being a teacher and an, a drill instructor in the army has prepared me for other life experiences that came along the way. Wow, you said you learned a lot about human experiences and character. What's your number one takeaway from the eight years that you did in, in the Army? First of all, that the most important thing is that when you get a team of individuals working as a team, they can accomplish so much more than one. That leadership is of paramount importance and the you know, leaders don't have to be liked, but they have to be respected for their actions, uh, being fair and direct and having a task at hand and being, being singularly focused on that was, was the most important thing. I think learning how to run a team uh, of people with a task in hand is probably the most important skill. Task at hand. I guess you mean that the team and the members all have to be moving in the same direction. Exactly. See, uh, as a drill sergeant, you usually receive orders um, from from um, the executive officers, captains and the lieutenants and even higher. And sergeants and uh, sergeants are responsible for taking groups of men and moving them from one place to another and accomplishing a task. So just moving troops from one area to another is, was a, a monumental task and a monumental responsibility. 
As a drill sergeant, I, I love it. As the drill sergeant, I love talking about this. I mean, you have seen uh, people that you're training excel, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of people fall short. Can you just talk about some of the characteristics that are common in the people that you've seen excel in that space? So what happens is that uh, as a drill sergeant, you have a very specific goal, and it is getting each individual to maximize their capacity and maximize their capacity in a team environment. So therefore, you identify leaders and, and people who are, who are strong in those areas right off the bat, and you lean on them or rely on them to accentuate their positives and to bring other team members who may not have the same abilities. That whole esprit de corps thing is really important. So the drill sergeant is the epicenter of, of the, the company's uh, world. And it is, it is his responsibility to identify the individuals who can bring the rest of the team along. There's nothing stronger than peer pressure, and it's peer pressure in a positive way. Wow. So identifying the strength and then using them. But I mean, is this a is this a public sort of admission here? Are you doing this behind the scenes? And how is it that these stronger individuals bring the others along? So, David, as you know, there are people who are natural born leaders. They may not even know it, but there are people who will gravitate to the responsibility. And if you take 200 men, you're going to find four or five of them who are going to be future leaders. And part of our job at, at those very early stages as a drill sergeant is identifying those people, putting those people in a position of authority that to help the rest of the platoons along. So I think it's um, there's an awful lot to it. And we could we literally yeah. could spend um, hours talking about how the United States Army develops its leaders and its men and women. By the way, some of the best drill sergeants I worked with were women who were technically spectacular. Um, it, is, it, is, it is not a male, uh, male, a singular male activity. There are drill sergeants that were women that were tremendously competent. And I enjoyed interacting with them because technically I always found them superb. Now, as you know, David, I'm a little man. I'm only five foot five. And when I was in the service, I maybe was 155 pounds, which was probably 10 or 15 pounds larger than the, than some of the women that were uh, who were doing the same job as me and they did it miraculously because they used their brain not their brawn and I, I i kind of adopted i i i felt the same way i had to, i had to use my brain more than my physicality because i physically i was not a gigantic guy wow so you get through college and then there's military eight years in the military, and is that when you come out and then become a realtor in 83? Actually, I, I did it almost all simultaneously. I was teaching school. I went in the military in the summers. In those days, now you remember we're talking a very long time ago, because I was college educated, because I was um, um, looking to progress in the military, I was able to call my own shots, so basically saying, I'm going to drill, I'm going to teach all winter and I'll be in the army all summer and they were glad to do it that way. I don't think you could do that way today. It would be a full-time commitment. But they were looking at that time for college-educated um, uh, soldiers and being a college-educated soldier who had a teaching background 
was a real commodity. I was on my way to officer candidate school. Uh, that was going to be my next step when I got married and, 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 and my wife and I decided that we were going to head in another direction. And that's when I went to work for my father-in-law and went into commercial real estate. Absolutely, Jeff. That's a great story. And, and again, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, we've come to our first break. We're going into a commercial, but Jeff's going to be on the other end. And we're going to talk about that transition from the military into commercial real estate and see how he's accomplished everything what he has. Thanks for listening. Nothing but the truth on WMTR. We'll see you after the break. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. And we're back. Nothing but the truth on WMTR. I'm your host, Dave Bruno, here with Jeff Jones, one of the past presidents of New Jersey Realtors. And definitely, we're going to get into the commercial space. We're just talking about his experience in the military and as a drill sergeant. And I just wonder, you know, that experience, how important was it in the military? Fast forwarding now as, as a leader in the industry, as a past president, as a broker of your own firm, how did that experience play into who you are today? Well, you know what, Dave, that's a fascinating question. I, I could, I really have to say that it's an all encompassing thing. There's not any one thing that influenced me life in general has been a learning process. And when you have eyes wide open and your ears are, are, are listening as much as possible, uh, uh, you know, being in college, being a teacher, being a drill instructor, um, and then, and then uh, being a, a husband and, and, a, and a parent and now a grandparent, all of those things have led to where I am today. I have always looked to progress. I've always looked to do more. Um, as a senior citizen, um, there are people who say, Jonesy, when are you going to retire? And I'm not going to retire. Mm. I've, I, I still am very active. I've, you know, we play some golf and, uh, and some pickleball and work out a little bit. And quite frankly, I won't, um, I won't stop until I can't do anything anymore. So um, it never ends. It's a never-ending learning process. And quite frankly, I still have a thirst for knowledge and achievement. Oh, I love it. I love it. We recently had a guest on Candy Valentino, author of Wealth Habits. And I asked her a question about her purpose, her why. And she pushed back and she said, Dave, it's not about purpose or why. It's about what your passion is and being purposeful about your passion. So what I think I'm hearing, I think, Jeff, in addition to the business, you probably have a number of other passions that make you a well-rounded individual. Well, listen, if you have the passion for whatever you do, um, you'll never work a day in your life. Because quite frankly, if you love what you do, and, and by the way, I, not to be corny, and you know I'm not, I love it every single day. Mm. Every day is a challenge. Every day is a, a new set of circumstances. And I relish those opportunities. And um as an optimist, and I'm truly an optimist, I look at every day as a blessing and we keep going as hard and as fast as we possibly can. And when things get tough, and here's where the military and training comes, that's when you have to work even harder. Yeah, no, I, I love it. In fact, I, I listened to Gary V this morning and what he said, and just to add upon it was, find what you love and then also find how you could provide value to people 
And if you could do those two things, what you love and also provide value, I mean, that's probably the best way for anyone to go. And, that, you know, David, I promote that with my agents. When We, we have an agent meeting every single week. And what we try to communicate, and I think we do successfully, is when we sit with people, you have to love what you do. And then you have an opportunity to be the best at what you do. Yeah. And if you continually learn and you have a thirst for knowledge and information, you will be able to serve your clients to the best of your ability. And that, that all, that's hand in hand with good business. Yeah, continue to learn. I mean, this is one of the things I learned from COVID. I, I speak on stages now and I talk about 2020 vision from 2020. And I think the biggest takeaway that I had from COVID is the ability and resources to learn new skills out there through webinars and courses and challenges and groups and things like that. So David, wanna, let, me, let me add to that. What, yeah. What's interesting is that 2021 was my presidential year of the new I was just going to get to this. Go ahead. Tell and, them. And, and what's, what's fascinating is I'm, I'm the first independent commercial agent to be president. First independent broker, owner, commercial president. Uh, uh, it's primarily been residential residential agents who become president. So I worked very hard at presentation and being in front of pe pe people just like you, speaking, uh, interacting, communicating, connecting with audiences because I, I was a little different. I had to work a little harder that. And COVID restricted me to a little square uh, like what we're doing now. And I had to learn, okay, my whole presidential year was on Zoom. And it was a another challenge and something that I that you could not prepare for because when you meet with a senator, when you meet with a representative and you're talking about realtor-centric issues, it's really good to look somebody in the eye and say, listen, flood insurance is the most important thing that we need to discuss today. But it's a whole different matter when you're doing it on a three-inch square and there's 23-inch squares on your screen. It's hard to connect. You've got to be succinct in your message. You've got to be direct. And you can't waste time. Yeah, we could relate. I mean, we're appearing in court on Zoom, right? I mean, we still do. It's, it's, it's fascinating. But yeah, I, I wanted to frame that. I mean, because literally, you were president-elect in 2020. And 2020, March, around March is when uh, the governor and the president's order came down uh, for uh, keeping people indoors. And then you're the president for 2021. So, so throughout your tenure as the president, what initiatives did you prioritize to support the community in the state going through this period? Again, David, you ask questions that are so loaded, I could talk for hours just on this question alone, but I'll try to be brief. So in 2021, my presidential year, um, we had convinced the governor that we were essential because of the business that we generated, the businesses that we supported. And we were fortunate enough now in New York and Pennsylvania, they were not designated essential. So businesses not only the real estate business, but businesses associated. You know, um, real estate probably accounts for anywhere from 16 to 80% of all businesses. If you think every time you build a house, there's a realtor, there's a mortgage banker, there's construction guys, there's there's people who are going to outfit the entire inside of the house, there's lumber, there's all, all 
all of the products associated with, with building a house or a building. So we're a substantial part of the economy and we were able to convince the governor of that, of that essentiality and we were allowed to continue to work with provisions and with protections. So part of, part of what we had to do is we had to meet with the legislature, we had to meet with the governor to convince that, hey, we need to continue to work because the economy is directly affected. 18, 16 to 18% of the economy is real estate related. Oh, I love it. Thank you for your service. I mean, that was a very, very difficult time to do what you did. Um, so um, definitely applaud you, uh, your presidency there. You know, Jeff, in your experience, what are some of the key mindset shifts or success habits that aspiring real estate professionals uh, really should adopt to excel in this industry? Well, I, I think I think we've touched on it that you have to be fully committed you have to have a passion for what you're doing and three you have to project an uh not only a professionalism but a background which means you have to prepare you have to educate yourself we instruct our agents we're not only working on transactions, but we're working on understanding the total environment, the total economic environment, what's important, what what changes are coming, where we are right now, and what changes are coming in the future. So it's passion, it's education, it's it's being devoted to what you do, and, and uh, you have to really love what you do to do it well. Uh, if you don't love it, I tell you to leave because... Um, it can be tremendously rewarding, but tremendously challenging. Um, most real estate transactions take two or three months to complete. Commercial transactions take anywhere from nine to 15 to 24 months to complete. So you're working on a longer term project and you've got to compartmentalize and work all those projects simultaneously. So being very organized, being very structured and every day working your routine is very very important yeah sure as as an agent or broker i mean i've seen some of the questions that one has to take to get those licenses i mean it's essentially a test on money in banking and and property it's almost like a law school examination that you guys have to so let's talk let's talk to the students okay because you're an educator former drill sergeant um bob and i have a workshop uh, for students interested in careers in law, that's now starting March 20th. If you're interested, I want to be a lawyer dot law. Okay, so we're both in this space where we're educating and there's a group out there. I mean, I think it's one of the toughest time periods to be a student. There are so many distractions with social media and comparison and criticism and, and all the C's and, and all of the distractions that I see out there. Let's talk to that demographic, Jeff. I mean, they're looking for help. They're looking for guidance. How do they break into either the legal legal industry or the real estate in, uh, industry and thrive? Well, I, it's interesting. I think I think lawyers, people who are going to be lawyers, know much sooner than people who are going to be real estate agents. A, a lot of times, real estate agents are coming from other fields. In fact, I would say thirty or forty percent of the time. 
it's a teacher who may be retiring or a teacher who maybe did, was became disenchanted or a police officer or uh, or uh, some of the best realtors have been from other professions like me i was a teacher and uh, so so there is there is a type of person who is going to be able to excel one who is empathetic one who is knowledgeable one who will nurture one who will take the hand of a first time home purchaser and step them through the progress you have to be willing and and you have to enjoy helping promoting and and assisting people in their decisions not making decisions for them but providing them with the data and the information that they need so they can make an educated decision in the commercial world what we say is we provide we provide clients with data so they can make educated decisions we don't sell anybody anything we give them information so that they can make the decision which is best for their uh, their their uh, their clients it's really two different mindsets the residential agent and the commercial agent really have two different approaches residential agents and i have the highest regard for them because they are they are their clients uh agent uh rabbi priest educator they tell them about the towns the schools everything that means tremendous personal interest to them yeah. they're their advisor on the commercial side it's purely a metric driven decision where do you want to be how much you want to spend where are your people and this is very very important the people who these people employ where are they coming from owners owners don't care they'll drive 35 40 50 miles but where their people are coming from is very very important and understanding the subtleties between commercial and residential is very very uh, very very easy once you 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 discover that there's dramatic differences as someone who teaches a commercial course i can tell you that every time i teach a course one or two people come up to me and say hey what do you, what do you think about me doing commercial i said no what do you think about doing commercial mm. it's a different animal it's a different it's a different beast and it's one if you tame you will absolutely love awesome jeff um unfortunately that's that's our time today uh it's it's the end of the show, but before we end, uh, Jeff, tell the audience, tri-state area, how they could find you. Well, Amerisource Realty can be found all over the web, uh, 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 either on the net or on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Jeff Jones is easy to search for, but there's an actor named Jeff Jones who's much taller and much better looking than me. But the truth is, is that if you type if you type in uh, Jeff Jones Realtor or Jeff Jones Realtor State of New Jersey or Amerisource, you will find a bevy of sites to be able to find us. And if you're interested in commercial real estate, that's exactly where we can help all of our clients. Yeah, and local also. He's in Parsippany. We're in Parsippany. Jeff, it's, a, it's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for coming on Nothing But The Truth. And, and that's that's the show this week. Again, to the audience, to everybody that is being supportive of this show, our podcast, the web series, the law firm, our hearts go to you all. Uh, if you want to see this video, we'll be posting it on Wednesday. You could also see all the other guests that we've had. We're pushing 60, Jeff. It's 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 been a successful um, a successful show for us and, and we love doing it. So for anyone that wants to see more, it's nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. Jeff Jones, appreciate for you coming on the show. 
And thank you for sharing your truth. Thank Take you, care. My friend. Always a pleasure. We're the Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... My Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.